This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading Numbers 9 in the NLT. But first and always, we pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for a wonderful evening. It was great. I feel empowered, invigorated. I don't feel like sleeping. I have to get up early tomorrow. Please help me, Lord, to be strong in the spirit, but to be able to rest as well. Help us, Lord, that we read the Bible and that we are invigorated, empowered, ignited by your spirit, Lord, that we are impassioned and passionate and excited to be hot, Lord, in the spirit, not to be cold, but definitely never to be lukewarm. Love you, sir. Thank you for all you do. You are more than we deserve. Amen. I had a meeting with my pastor, my new pastor, down on Old 88 and at Tim Hortons. I just love him because he's just a kind man. You know, he wanted to know about me because I'm part of the men's ministry and I just blathered on for so long and told him my life and I apologized to him so much and, I, and he said, you know, it's okay. I'd rather be doing this than being in an office. And I felt that he really meant it. He wasn't just, just saying that to, you know, placate me or pacify me or whatever. You know, he was really, he's a very nice man. Such a, I have a good feeling about him and he's just trying to get to know the people in the church who's quote the team unquote and find out where people are at find out where the leaders are at and try to really get the church you know synchronized and united <laughs> pardon me i don't think i'm going to edit that out sorry i know my immune system is working so i just felt so ignited and i just you know at the end i just said you know i love jesus and i want to do my part he prayed for me and it was such a beautiful prayer. And you know what? I do love Jesus. I know it sounds sappy. I don't want to sound effeminate or sappy or corny or weak. I don't want to sound like a sappy male to any men who might be listening. I don't want to sound like, you know, just effeminate. I just don't want to be that. I, I love being a man. I, I think women are gorgeous, but I love being a man. And I know Jesus was a man. He was a true man's man. He was an alpha male. And God came as a man, although God made women and he loves women and God is about relationships. But I want to do my part for Jesus. He's my leader. I know he's real. I know that Jesus would never lie to me. I know that he came out of that tomb. I serve a risen savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is able, whatever men may say. I know this, it's not religion anymore. It's never been about religion. Religion can't make you do anything. If you love God, you will fulfill the law. If the law is all you ever aspire to, you'll never even keep it. Jesus said you can't keep the law. You look all clean and fair without, but within dead men's bones and all corruption. He said you can't keep the law. You, you can't keep the law of God. You can't, you can't fulfill the law of God unless you fulfill the law of love, which is the law of grace and relationships. You know you're forgiven. You will try. You will not want to sin. But anytime you sin, there's forgiveness. God will empower you to want to be right and want to be clean with him. It's not an effort at all. It's a marriage and all marriages are have weak points. And we're the weak points with God. He's the perfect, he's the perfect bridegroom. And yet he says, I'm your comforter. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And he says, I'm your comforter as if he's almost the wingman. So... We serve an amazing God. And you know, I think it just gets easier as you get into the spirit. You're inside Christ, you're in Christ. 
that's just where I'm at right now. I'm not a perfect person. I definitely have bad moments, depressed moments, moments when I've, you know, the swear words have come out. It's not moments that I'm proud of, but I know that my Lord will forgive me and he's going to help me. And I guess that I'm doing this podcast again because I love Jesus and I want to I want to do my part for him. I want people to read the Bible. As the pastor said, we don't push people. I think I definitely pushed my ex-wife and my kids. And I feel bad about that, but I can't undo the past. He said, we walk, we walk with our hands out. And if anybody wants to clasp our hand, we will gently pull them forward and put them in the hand of Jesus. I don't know if he said that, but that's what I heard. That's what I, I don't want to push. Nobody wants to get pushed. Nobody wants to be guiltized to read the Bible. We walk with our hands out. And if anybody wants to walk alongside with us and wants to know Jesus, to have a relationship with Jesus, a personal relationship with Jesus that spans eternity, we will definitely tug on you to pull you to just gently put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Let me read Numbers 9. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. In the first month of that year, he said, tell the Israelites to celebrate the Passover at the prescribed time. At twilight, at twilight on the 14th day of the first month, be sure to follow all my decrees and regulations concerning this celebration. 14, 14, 14, 14, 42. Times, time, and half a time. 14 comes after 13. 13 is kind of an unlucky number. Part of my address has a 14 in it. 14 seems to be when 13 is passed. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm reading too much of it. Like I said, with tongue in cheek, I'm a Bible numerologist. I've got my tinfoil hats in the closet. <laughs> I can make one for you too. Um, be sure to follow all my decrees and regulations concerning this celebration. So Moses told the people to celebrate the Passover in the wilderness of Sinai as twilight fell on the 14th day of the month. And they celebrated the festival there just as the Lord had commanded Moses. But some of the men had been ceremonially defiled by touching a dead body. So they could not celebrate the Passover that day. They came to Moses and Aaron that day and said, We have become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead body. But why should we be prevented from presenting the Lord's offering at the proper time with the rest of the Israelites? Moses answered, Wait here until I have received instructions from you from the Lord, for you from the Lord. Moses waited upon the Lord. He talked to the Lord. He, he did not act on his own. That's what I want to do. I want God to speak to me. I want God to talk to me. God doesn't have to do anything. I know he listens to me, but I want him to talk to me. And that's talking to me through his word. He, you're reading his word right now. God is definitely giving you thoughts, unless you're like comatose or something, which most people are not. People are thinking, and even if they don't say anything, God is speaking to you. God has given you a mind, he's given you faculties, he's given you a heart. The fact that you're reading the scriptures, the fact that you want to read the scriptures, that's huge. That's so huge. You want to hear God's voice because you know it's true and you know that God is good and you know that Jesus is good. You are also receiving instructions. You're receiving thoughts from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people now or in future generations are ceremonially unclean at Passover time, 
because of touching a dead body or if they are on a journey and cannot be present at present at the ceremony, they may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, we always tell people when we have communion, you know what? You may not be a member of this church, but if you're a believer in Christ, you are welcome to partake of the Last Supper because Jesus wants everybody. He wants connections. He wants this symbol to represent to show people, represent him, what he, what he had to go through to connect us back to God. In my old church, people said, well, grace, grace. Well, does that mean you're lawless? No, it does not mean. You know who gave us grace? A perfect man had to die an ugly death so that we could have grace. Grace is not something trivial or something um, candid or cavalier. It's, it's, to, it's the utmost gift. God has given us his forgiveness, his grace. It's huge. It's a gift. It's a free gift. But, to, but for it to be any good, you have to use it. You have to, you have to accept salvation. You have to accept the cross. You have to trust God. It's so hard to trust these days. Everybody's a player. You don't know who to trust. All these people screaming and yelling at each other. They can't trust each other. The relationships are going sour and south and wrong. Love shall wax cold and iniquity shall increase. Well, with God, you know what? Love in you will burn hot. He will give you a discerning mind and he will show you who to trust and who not. But you can trust him. They must offer the Passover sacrifice one month later at twilight on the 14th day of the second month. They must eat the Passover lamb at that time with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. They must not leave any of the lamb until the next morning, and they must not break any of its bones. They must follow all the normal regulations concerning the Passover. Not a, not a bone of Jesus was, was broken when he was on the cross. They came to him, and they were going to thwack him on the thighs. It's called crucifracture, and they were going to thwack him like the other guys, because when you're in the throes of death on the cross, people try to, the, the person tries to, the accused tries to stand up, because when you stand up that you will um, give your lungs ability to breathe more. And if you can't stand up, then you're gonna suffocate more. So that's why they break the, the leg bones of the person. But when they came to Jesus, they did not, they saw he was already dead and they did not, they did not break his bones. So he is that lamb. And you know, it's funny, I just read this verse. It's in 1 Corinthians 5 verse seven. This is what it says. Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened, just like bread without yeast. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Oh, I'm sorry that Jesus died on the cross. I am, but it makes so much sense. He died to take away our sins. It says, verse 8, Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That's meekness and humility. Let's do that, folks. That's the way to eternal life. The meek shall inherit the earth. I want to be there. I want to see eternity. I want to see all these parts of the universe that I saw in, the, in Star Trek movies. I want to go to these different planets. I want to see the universe. I, I just don't want to see it in my imagination or a TV show, although I love Star Trek. I love the Brave New Worlds thing. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, I want to see it with my own eyes, with new eyes, with immortal eyes. We're going to see it all. 
because Christ has been sacrificed for us. As the pastor said, the death of death by death. He was made to be death for us who knew no sin, that we might be made eternal life in him. Praise God. How wonderful is that? How exciting is that? Why wouldn't, why don't people want this? What, what, what is the impediment to trusting God? God never lied to us. Our heavenly father never lied. He makes us his children, our father, our father. He makes us his sons, his daughters, for we are all, for we are all one in Christ. There's no male or female, but we are all one in Christ. We are unified together. Even though we are different in this world, we are infinitely loved by God. Even though as a man and as a woman, we have different roles and see the world in different ways. God is our glue. They must not leave any of the lamb until the next morning. They must not break any of its bones. It says verse 13, but those who neglect to celebrate the Passover at the regular time, even though they are ceremonially clean and not away on a trip, they will be cut off from the community of Israel. That's what Jesus said to Peter. If I cannot um, baptize you, then you are, if I cannot wash your feet, you're, you are not of me. And Peter said, okay, wash my whole body. He said, nope, just the, just, just the feet, that's necessary. But if I'm not allowed to do that, you are not any part of me. And God is saying, if you don't celebrate the Passover when you're eligible, then you're cut off. If they fail to present the Lord's offering at the proper time, and they will suffer the consequences of their guilt. And if foreigners living among you want to celebrate the Passover to the Lord, they must follow these same decrees and regulations. Now we are celebrating too. We are all the Jews and Gentiles celebrating the Passover. We have one Lord, one Savior, one Messiah, one Lord, Jesus the Christ and God his Father, God our Father, through the Holy Spirit. It says the same laws apply both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. We are all um, Israel too. That's what Romans 2, 28, 29 says. You're not a Jew outwardly, you're one inwardly because your heart has been cleaned. It has been circumcised, transformed by God's Holy Spirit, by God's redemptive love. Verse 15, on the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command whenever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days, so the people would stay for only a few days as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. Moses is speaking to the Lord. He's not speaking on his own behalf or his own volition. And we follow God. We follow Jesus. Jesus did his Father's will. He is our Savior, our Prophet, our Friend, our King, our Creator. He is everything. He's all in all. He's God's mediator. He's God's, he's God's advocate. He's God's Messiah. He's God's Christ. He's God's intercessor for us. 
Wherever God leads, Jesus leads, and wherever Jesus leads, we follow. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my mini rants. I had to get that out. I'm so glad. I'm so encouraged to be a Christian. I'm so privileged and so honored. It's a great honor. The little trials, the little problems that I've had are nothing compared to how I feel. I praise the Lord for that. I praise the Lord for his spirit. And I praise the Lord that we can read his word together. And I hope these happy times can continue for just a little bit longer. God bless you all.